Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now on Food FM, you're listening to Bread and Butter with Caroline Kenyon. Caroline and her guests make sense of the world through food, from politics to farming, making and cooking. Online, on smart speakers and on Listen Again, this is Food FM. Welcome to the latest edition of Bread and Butter. I'm Caroline Kenyon, and it's my great luxury and pleasure that I am able to chat to people from all around the world about all sorts of topics to do with food. Now, today we're celebrating International Women's Day. And I don't know how much listeners may know about the world of you know, fine dining and Michelin stars, but I am absolutely thrilled to welcome onto the show a uh, young, dynamic, remarkable young woman who is part of the cluster of Michelin Awards that was distributed in the UK very recently. So Georgia Summerin, welcome to Bread and Butter and many congratulations on the success of Home at Penarth in the recent Michelin accolades. Yeah, thank you. It's nice to be here and thank you very much. Yeah, it's a great achievement for the whole family in the restaurant. It's wonderful. I know it truly is a family endeavour. Now, I'm going to be really rude and say, Georgia, are you happy to share with our audience how old you are? Uh, yeah, I'm 23. Wonderful. Well, it's really lovely to have such a fresh young voice. I think on International Women's Day, we sometimes get kind of same old female voices wheeled out to be role models. But I think it's really lovely to have somebody in their early 20s who's, you know, blazing such an extraordinary path. Georgia, tell me a little bit about, about growing up in such a, an intensely foodie family. Are you, are you from that part of the world? Is that your home territory? Does, does cooking run in your family veins? Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, from a young age, really. I got into cooking just with my dad. I, I wanted some pocket money, so I asked him if I could get a job where he was working when I was about 13. And I was able to start on a Saturday morning, just helping out with a little bit of prep here and there. And then eventually when I turned 17, I came into the kitchen full time. Um, it's all I've really ever known. And how do you find it as a family? Because you're all involved, aren't you? I mean, that's that's quite an intense thing to all work together and relax and play together as well. <laughs> yeah, it can be a bit intense sometimes, especially with my one of my younger sisters because she's just come into the industry. Yeah, she can be a little bit dramatic, shall we say. How interesting. So t- tell me about the family setup. So your has your dad always been a chef, Georgia? Uh, yeah, he started as well when he was about 12 I think into the kitchen. Did your dad come from a foodie background? Has it come down the generations? Yeah definitely. My dad started in the kitchen when he was 12 in a small Italian restaurant in his local area and he just developed from there then. My great-grandma she was massive foodie. She loved to bake and cook on the weekends so I think my dad really got into cooking from here and then it's just been passed on then. How wonderful. Did you know your great-grandmother? Yeah, I did, yeah. 
So tell me when when did the little Georgia first start to be you know interested in food? Did were you educated at home about good food? I mean, what was what was eating like at home? Uh, my mum did most of the cooking at home. Um, my dad was always in work, and then on a Sunday and a Monday when he was off, we tend to go out for food. So it was really my mum that would do most of the cooking and. My mum is a great home cook. She makes the best lasagna and just really good home cooked food. And then, yeah, I just wanted to try out the kitchen just for pocket money. And then, yeah, just developed from there. Yeah. And how did, how did you find it as, as, you know, little Georgia, you know, working for your dad, was he strict with you? Uh, yeah, he treats me the same as every other chef in the kitchen. I might have had the softer touch, but especially when I came into it full time, I was on par with everyone else I got treated the same if I did something wrong I knew about it yes and how many how many women were there in the kitchen just myself I've worked with two other female chefs but for most of my cooking career it's just been myself in the kitchen and how has it been on the sort of you know the the teaching and learning uh, aspect of it did you did you go to college at all or did, was it all learned on the job from your father i learned everything on the job with my dad i didn't go to college um my dad didn't really want me going to college he wanted me to learn under him and work in work in the real world and like with certain timings because everything is about timing when you're in the kitchen so he said it was best for me to just work and progress in the kitchen. So that's what I did. Yes. And, and do, you, do you feel happy that you've done it that way? Would you have liked to have you know, had the college experience? Uh, no, I definitely feel much happier working straight on the job. I, I was never, I was quite happy to finish school when I did. I was never one for wanting to go to uni or to carry on my uh, college or anything like that. So I was quite happy to just go straight into work. No, I can completely understand that, especially when you have such a passion. So tell me a bit about, so you started at 13 working for your father. Now tell me a bit about Home at Panath, because I don't think it's that old, is it? No, it's only been open six months. Uh, so it's still a really new restaurant. Um, and it's just a small 24 covers maximum we can seat on a normal dinner service. If we're doing a private event, then we could sit probably about 30 to 35 people and the kitchen is in the heart of the restaurant so everyone has in essence a chef's table so they can see what's going on it sounds wonderful so tell me about tell me about how home at Penarth started to be a thing who had the idea first how did you develop it was it like a team effort were you all sitting around the supper table in the evenings going we've got to do this we've got to do that we've got to use these ingredients tell me all about it it was my mum that actually came up with the idea of a new adventure. She didn't want my dad to, after losing the other restaurant, uh, my mum was pushing my dad to try and find a new adventure. And we just kind of stumbled upon the premises. And yeah, we all got talking as a family and it was just something that we all wanted to do. It sounds so exciting. You've just referenced about losing the previous um, restaurant, Georgia. I mean, that must have been a painful period. Yeah, it was really tough mainly to watch my mum and dad go through such hard times but mm. there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel now absolutely well I can tell you're a family of fighters so your mum had the idea and then you all said that sounds exciting how did you develop the concept um my mum yeah my mum was definitely the ideas and then 
we had a contact with the premises is where we are. So we came and visited a few times and signed over. And then my dad knew an interior design in the local area that he wanted to get involved. And it just developed like that then. Um, so my mum, my dad and myself, we're all directors in the company. And yeah, we just develop it like that, keeping the family ethos around home basically how wonderful and and something that's been so important to everybody around the world over the last two years of the pandemic isn't it that concept of home and now with what we're seeing in ukraine and all these people who are becoming refugees that idea of home and being nurtured is so special isn't it yeah definitely everyone you know everyone has a place to call home and that's what restaurant home is to us it's our home for people to come and see it sounds wonderful and so tell me about the ethos of the food georgia make Uh, me hungry (laughs) we don't really have a style of cooking it's just really good hearty food i guess then with the fine dining touch as everyone would call it but we just like to work on good flavors and also warmth we want people to feel comfortable and not too testing when they come out they want we want someone to enjoy their meal and not feel too worried or nervous about coming to eat with us i think that's such a, a lovely concept because you know fine dining can be very intimidating to people can't it they think oh that's not for me you know that's yeah, for other definitely people. and there's plenty of restaurants that are phenomenal but can be quite daunting to some people i've eaten in a couple myself where i've gone oh it's it's lovely, but I'm not sure if it's for me. It's a bit too challenging. So we don't mm. we don't want that for someone. We want them to come out and enjoy a good meal and go, oh, yes, I'll definitely go back. No, absolutely. I remember when I was actually uh, maybe even a little younger than you being taken to a three Michelin star restaurant and everybody it was full of what I thought were very old people, um, probably my age now. And they were all talking in whispers and the waiter put the napkin on my lap and I just found the whole thing really oppressive. The food was wonderful, but it I didn't I didn't enjoy it as an experience. Yeah. And that's what we don't want. Our atmosphere is quite relaxed. So we want you to feel comfortable. Our, our waiting staff and my dad and myself, we're not stuffy people. So we like to have a laugh and get talking with the customers and just make them feel at ease and at home. Yes, how lovely, how lovely. So Georgia, bearing in mind that we are celebrating International Women's Day, tell me what it's like being a woman and indeed a young woman in the world of food, of hospitality and chefing. I mean, quite clearly you come from a family where, you know, your parents have the highest of expectations for you and they see no difference between, you know, girls and boys. But how do you find it in in your world, in your industry? Um, I've never found it very challenging. Um, All the chefs I've worked with in the past, they've all been lovely. And I've never really had an issue with, you know, men and female. It's all been quite equal. So, um, but it is good to encourage, especially younger females that are interested in cooking, because even now there's still not a, very big amount of female chefs out there and it is a bit sad as well because it's still quite a male dominated industry but it could be definitely more females coming into it yeah do you do you have friends who are uh, women chefs elsewhere no I don't I don't have any friends in the hospitality industry actually (laughs) is that because you think they're all it's too crazy a world and you need people possibly yeah 
possibly. Really <laughs> so what, what do your girlfriends think of what you're doing? They find it amazing. I, you know, they get a bit um, annoyed sometimes because I don't have uh, the sociable hours like what other people do. But, you know, they're understanding now. Before, it used to be a bit of a challenge trying to, you know, get them to understand. I'm working on a Saturday, so I can't go out. But they're much more understanding as we've got older. Yes, I'm sure. And and they must be so thrilled for you with the, you know, the, the accolade that you've just received. Yeah, they're really happy for me. Yeah, I'm sure. They must be so proud. Do they do they um ever ever kind of come and try and beg a little discount or get some scraps at the end <laughs> of the of day? None of them have actually come to Eton yet at home, but I'm sure it won't be far away and they'll be down here trying. Absolutely. So I, I imagine you've got a waiting list now after your wonderful success. Uh, yeah, we've had a, definitely a massive influx of bookings come through. In the first 24 hours of receiving the Michelin star, we had like, I think it was seven to 10,000 hits just on the online system. So that's an amazing achievement. That is absolutely wonderful. And I have to say, you're very relaxed and fluent in your interviews. So I imagine that you've been doing a few interviews as well. Yeah, I've done a few. That's definitely in the past week, I've done a couple. <laughs> wonderful. It's so lovely. So tell me, what would if, if you were talking to um, a little girl who's looking up to you and thinking, wow, Georgia's really cool and amazing, what would you say to encourage her to go into your world and to, to be fearless? What would you say? Uh, just to keep pushing and try outside your comfort zone and not to be afraid or intimidated by anyone around you and you know you're a strong person as much as anyone next to you is that's a really lovely piece of advice and tell me who who might you who are the women in the world of food I mean they don't have to be a chef they could be a producer or a cookery writer who who are the ones that you really admire Probably most of the chefs, like Claire Smythe, she's a big inspiration. So And Sophie Pick, she's another phenomenal chef and definitely a mentor too. And also Elena Arzak, you know, they're a family-run business in San Sebastian, who we actually had the privilege of meeting a couple of years ago. And she's just so lovely and really encouraging as well. How wonderful. Yeah, so um, tell me a bit more about Claire Smythe and, and, and Sophie Peake. I mean, I know they're, they're remarkable and acclaimed chefs. What is it about those two that... Well, that Claire Smythe, she's a British chef. So, you know, to have someone of her calibre in the UK is amazing. And to look up to her is definitely something I would love to achieve too. But everyone is different and she's on another level compared to some people. And Anne Sophie Pick again. She's she manages to travel between so many countries with her restaurants. I find it phenomenal. Yes, that is really inspirational, isn't it? So, George, I mean, there's so many exciting things happening for you at the moment. What do you, do you? What are your your dreams and ambitions in the next ten or even twenty years? If you had a minute to think about that. Oh, oh gosh, I'm not really one to look that far ahead, but I just want to keep pushing and working with home and achieving as much as we can for the business. I think that's such a lovely ambition. So are, are there there are, are there more in the family behind you to come and be involved? Uh, I have. So I've got two younger sisters. The one, Anne Harrod, she's come into the industry. She's doing front of house. And then I've got a, another younger sister who's only 11 at the minute. But she's always like, oh, I want to I want to be a chef. Can can I do some jobs for you, Georgia? So there could be a potential there, but she's still so young, so it's hard to tell yet. 
That's fantastic. I love it because, you know, often, um, dare I say, it, men say, oh, they want to have lots of sons and they can have their own football team, you know, or they're five aside. But your father and mother have produced this kind of battalion of, of girls who are, you know, at the forefront of the hospitality industry. And it's wonderful. Yeah, they must be it, so proud of you. Yeah, I think they are. <laughs> Definitely. I'm sure they are. Georgia, thank you so much for talking to us. Um, you are uh, a shining light in the world of the great sort of British food scene. And thank you so much for being our guest for International Women's Day. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're listening to Bread and Butter with Caroline Kenyon. To find out more about Food FM and our content, go to foodfmradio.com. 